I have a special episode for you guys on this Saturday morning. So joining me on today's show, you might hear his voice around the Prudential Center quite frequently. It's Joe Talatino. He is the PA announcer for the Devils. We're going to talk about his career, his love for the Devils, and also just talk all things hockey. We have a lot to discuss in this episode, so buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And like I said, joining me on today's episode, very special guest, Joe Talatino, the PA announcer for the New Jersey Devils. So Joe is going to talk about what it was like just going through the process of becoming the Devils' next PA announcer. We're going to be talking about his hockey background and also where his love for the New Jersey Devils originated. And also, I ask him, is there any chance that we can hear his voice in any upcoming video games? What do I mean by that? Well, we're going to have to talk to him to find out. So let's get right into it. Take it away. And now joining me on today's episode, you might hear his voice around the Prudential Center quite frequently. It is the Devils PA announcer, Joe Talalitino. Joe, how you doing this afternoon? Great, great. Thank you so much for having me today. Uh, no, no, no problem. Thanks for taking the time to do this. Um, I, I just want to start off with this because you are basically the voice of the New Jersey Devils. You hear your voice throughout the entirety of the Prudential Center. And sometimes that picks up on a couple of clips, whether it's the NHL, ESPN, the Devils page, whether they're announcing the three stars of the game or just announcing a goal call. It's got to be so surreal just to hear your voice uh, just be shared onto that clip. For sure. Surreal is the perfect word. It's, um, it, 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 it has been amazing to, to hear these clips here and there. The NHL had posted on their social channels uh, just, uh, I believe it was yesterday or a couple of days ago, um, the second Jack Hughes goal in the matchup against the New York Rangers the other day. And uh, it was really cool because while he was scoring the second goal or his second goal, I was in the middle of announcing his first goal. So we had to cut the announcement because there was a celebration to be had. And uh, my voice lives in that highlight now. And I'm sure you remember it was a pretty one. He was hot the other day. So um, it was exciting and it's absolutely surreal to be heard on, on those highlights and when they're announcing the three stars and, and things like that from time to time. It's, it's so special. Yeah, I couldn't imagine that feeling just hearing your voice and whether people uh, want to or not, you know, you're a part of that clip, essentially, you know, you're a part of that, that call, whether someone does something amazing, whether it's a hat trick, whether it's a shutout, whether it's announcing a win or something like that people don't realize the PA announcer is kind of a part of that. Like they're the sort of the head of the house, if you will, they're sort of the voice of the fan base. We'll talk more of that momentarily, but first I want to start with your love of hockey and specifically devil's hockey. So where did that originate for you? I love talking about this. Um, I was born in New Jersey at a Holy name hospital in Teaneck. Um, I, my family packed up and moved to Florida when I was about six years old, 
we stayed for two to three years and they couldn't stay away from the garden state so we made our way back um and when i got back we were living with some other family right away with my grandparents and some cousins uh, my cousin jonathan was a is a diehard devils fan and i showed up and he handed me a wooden louisville stick and taught me everything i know about hockey and uh, i'm incredibly grateful to him and for for that you know for that series of events where where it led to me being back in New Jersey and just falling in love with the Devils and hockey in general. Um, he taught me everything I know about the sport. I, he, you know, he, he, would keep, he would keep me in the loop as to when the Devils were playing. And uh, I'd come from, from school and get really excited about game nights. And I'd knock on his door and go in. And you know, the two of us watched uh, games for years and the, the memories are incredible. Um, yeah. So who was your favorite player growing up? My gut says Patrick Eliash. Um, I had a lot of players uh, that I loved. When you watch a team for so long, um, you really watch a lot of a lot of uh, great players, especially with New Jersey Devils hockey. They've been uh, an excellent or organization uh, for nearly forty years now. Um, but Patrick Eliash, yeah, he was my first jersey. Uh, my parents gifted me a red coho jersey, which I still have. It's my it's my favorite. I've added some patches over the years and really jazzed it up. Um, but Patrick Eliash, he, you know, there, there's, there's a reason that, that he's, that he's hanging, his name is hanging in the rafters. He's, um, one of the greatest players to play for the organization. And, uh, and I, I look forward to his, uh, his hall of fame induction one day, fingers crossed. Someday, someday. I always say if Marion Hosa could get into the hall of fame, why not Patrick Eliash? Look, I get, he's never reached a hundred points. I get, he's not like the flashiest player, but at the same time, you need to look at what he did specifically for the Devils organization. Unfortunately, casual fans will just say Patrick Aliash belongs in the Hall of Good and not the Hall of Fame. But still, I, I feel as though he has a legitimate case to get there one day. And I, I think it's people like you and me who just hold on to that hope and just say Patrick Aliash deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. So sure. um, going, going to like uh, the home arena for the New Jersey Devils, uh, the Prudential Center, do you have any fond memories? Uh, and did you ever envision yourself of one day being the voice of the fan base? Like I said, the PA announcer. I never envisioned this. It's um, it's still a dream to walk into the Prudential Center for each game night. Um, I, I, I The feeling is indescribable. Um, so to answer your question, no, and it's still hard to believe. As far as memorable games and happenings at the Prudential Center over the years, uh, the first thing that comes in, that comes to mind was the uh, the Sajak goal in overtime against the Florida Panthers in the first round of the 2012 Stanley Cup playoffs. It was an incredible experience being there. The truth is, we don't score that goal, and that amazing run doesn't happen. I mean, we were we were down in the series. We needed to stay alive, and and one of um, one of one of one of the best Devils I've ever seen came through for us. And it was nice that it was it was it was amazing to be able to 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 honor him recently for for that pregame ceremony that the Devils hosted the other day, and to see him suit up again, it it brought back that memory. I would say that's my I've been to hundreds of games, and and that is my absolute favorite memory um it was a good one okay so before we talk about you getting the job as a 
devil's announcer because it was through a fan vote and you know you had to compete with like 10 20 other people or hundreds of applications i presume and they narrowed it down to you so we'll talk about that momentarily but did you do any pa work prior to the devils um uh, signing you on or did you do any like uh radio announcing broadcasting something similar in that regards no uh this is my first ever pa announcing gig this is really my first ever professional voice work um growing up i took part in a lot of musical theater high school i went to Fairlawn high school their musical theater program is through the roof to this day it's incredible they've produced a lot of broadway talent um and i got that experience john jerisi is their director over there and he shows kids how to be a pro in in that industry but those those lessons and the skills acquired there it lends itself to a a potential career in in, in broadcasting and announcing and and i think i'm i think i'm proof of that um it it was an incredible experience but singing was was really my you know my forte that that was really what i grew up doing i've been singing my entire life um so being such a, a diehard devils fan and and having a powerful voice when i saw the um when i saw the devils post their search on their social channels um i knew i wanted to try i didn't think i i didn't think i could win right right away that it, winning was was wasn't in the picture but it seemed like such a fun opportunity to make uh, a fun video and to you know just have a good time and to you know put a few of my skills together and and make what what i made and so so that's where you know that's where it started really so uh, you're probably going to get a kick out of this i actually know a couple people who tried out for the job because uh they're also devil's podcasters so i know uh let's go devil's podcast had one of their guys try out uh neil from devil state of mind he you you've appeared on his show before buddy of mine you know, um, <clears throat> he also applied for the job as well. I thought about applying, but then I was just like, wait a minute, I go to school in Michigan. There's absolutely no way that I can come to all the games. Maybe I could like, you know, take a gap year or whatever the case might be. But I was just like, you know what? No, no realistic chance of me getting the job. And, but, you know, you tried out for the job and you have to like go after like hundreds and hundreds of applications, I presume. And, you know, some of these guys have been doing PA work for a long period of time. Um, what did you submit and like, what was your process of just trying to get the devils to narrow it down to you? Because it was a fan vote. It wasn't at, at the end of the day, it wasn't the devil's decision. It was, it was a fan voting to, to narrow it down. It is hard to remember the, the specific words they used in, in their announcement for their search. But one of the things that they, they made clear that was important to the video submission was creativity um so i i read the ad and i and then when my fiance uh victoria when she came home that night i said hey i i want to do this thing you know you're, you're gonna think i'm a geek and and that's okay but i need some help i need some some other perspective we came up with one idea and that was to create an audition this was an audition so let's just act as if I'm walking into an audition so and like an how would that play out? Like an American Idol kind of thing? Really? Yeah, yeah. Growing up, I, I, I watched a few seasons of American Idol and um, yeah, that's that's a great comparison. 
Um, so the first thing we, we decided to do was how do we, what does the room look like? What does the audition room look like? So we went into the closet and pulled out nearly every devil's sweater and jersey that, that we could find. And we decorated the wall right behind here and uh, put a table in front. And she was, she was the, the devil's representative auditioning me. So she does appear in that video. And I walk in and they had, um, they had I believe it was four different lines that you had to read uh, for the audition. It was very specific. So, and there was, there were some time constraints on it too. So outside of just creating the scene, I, I couldn't play with it too much. It was very straightforward, but I did my best to add a little bit of humor in there. I, I, I dressed in a way that I felt best represented my, my bubbly personality. Um, and I had fun with it and I, and I did my best. And uh, having gone to as many games as I, I've gone to over the years, I uh, created, you know, the sound that I thought made the most sense, and uh, I pretended I was calling a devil's game, and, really uh, and it was fun. I think I saw the video, actually, but um, so it's narrowed down to three people, you and two other uh, con contenders for the position, and what the devils did was they had you guys each take a preseason game, and then the fans would vote as to who was their favorite of the three. So it, it, was that the process? Am I correct in that, in, in that stance? Yeah. So, the, so first they, they, they chose 10 videos and that was a top 10. There was a voting process like you just referred to. Um, and then those final three got an in-game live preseason audition. That's exactly what happened. So your, your first game uh, as a technically devil's PA is sort of like a tryout. Exactly. And how did that feel? Because you got to be really nervous because this is your, like your first time doing PA, you're up against two other people. This is your first game. There's really no margin for error because one little mistake can really, you know, uh, cost you the job. What was your thought process like saying, wow, I'm about to do PA work for the Devils, but I don't officially have the job yet? Uh, I was certainly nervous. Um, by that point of, of the contest, you know, I really wanted it. Um, I remember arriving at the arena that day and I got there a little early so that I could review my script in the car, a few, a few things that, that I wanted to go over once more. Got out of the car and I walked over to the arena and I was greeted with such warmth. It was an incredible experience. Um, they literally rolled out the red carpet, showed me around a little bit, um, told me how the day was going to go. I, um, I hung out with uh, who is now my boss, the live uh, live production director at Prudential Center, Joe Cucci. Um, it's, you know, it's no exaggeration to say that he changed my life and, and it started right there. He, uh, he shook my hand and, and we, and, and he treated me like a professional. He treated me, you know, he, you know, he, he saw my resume. He knew there was very little experience there, but he treated me like I had been doing it for 20 years. And I think to be taken that seriously when I walked into the building eased some of my tensions a little bit. It eased some of the anxiety. Um, another thing, he left me for a little while and said, hey, I have a few things to do. I'm going to leave you with Catherine Bogart, who is now going to interview you to talk to you about the process a little bit um, for our content, for our social channels. And I have to say that that experience was incredible. I, I was, I was so nervous. 
uh, sitting in that chair being interviewed by her. Um, but she treated me so well. She treated me with such warmth. Uh, the professionalism was incredible and made me feel like I really belonged. So everybody I spoke to that day, you know, they, they made me feel so welcome. And I think this organization is so special and they made it that much easier for me to feel like I could really go in there and I could do this. I went in there with much more confidence. I went into the game with much more confidence um, than, I, than I had prior to entering the building uh, because of their, the, the way that they treated me. Okay, so we're going to talk about how you got the job in a second. We're also going to talk about your experience of calling your first game. But I got to tell you this. So uh, being a PA announcer, you probably need a lot of energy. So I'm going to get you hip to Bilt Bar. So this is a time of year that I pretty much have given up on all my New Year's resolutions. But not this time, uh, Joe, because I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right, thanks to Bilt Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you ever tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out. They're one of Bilt Bar's best tasting protein bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy, cinnamon, churro, coconut, marshmallow, banana cream pie. So good. These flavors are going to be your new favorite. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, puffs included, but they're very healthy. They're low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere to two to 300 calories. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. So if you're Joe or someone else and you're interested in seeing more about Built Bar, the offer is go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 50% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 50% off at built.com. And now, the second live read comes from our friends at betonline.net. I, I got to ask you, Joe, uh, did you see the tweet about a, a, a Rangers fan who bet $150,000 on the Rangers to win, and ultimately the Devils ended up beating the Rangers silly? I did see it. I okay. did see it. It was a bold one. Oh, guys, gamble responsibly. I cannot stress that enough. So it's that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. Uh, Joe, I'm not sure if you're a big college basketball guy, but my bracket's at 96%, so I'm doing pretty well for myself right now. Not to brag or anything, but from the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for sport wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use a mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. And also, please remember to gamble responsibly. Okay, so Joe, let's talk about you have to call the game now. So like, there's no room for error. You talked about the process of what led up to the game, but now you got to put on the headset. You got to turn on the microphone. You got to call the game. Uh, what was like your first play that you ever had to call? Because I'm sure you had to do a few announcements. You had to say, welcome to the Prudential Center. But who was the first person you gave your goal call for? That's a great question. I, I think it was Dawson Mercer. I think it was. Um, if you'll remember, I, I called the game against the New York Rangers in preseason, and it was a scoring fest. I think they scored seven goals that game. So I, I announced a bunch of different guys. <laughs> I want to say PK scored that game. I think uh, Nico may have. Dawson Mercer definitely. Um, 
So I was fortunate in where I got a lot of practice. I was able to establish um, a level of comfort uh, by going through two or three goals right off the bat. And it made me feel in the game. It made me feel I, I was in the mix and, and uh, my adrenaline was up and my confidence was high. Um, the Devils really gave me a lot to work with that evening. And uh, I'm so grateful for that. Because, you know, you have your 1-1 games here and there, or your 2-0 games, and this was not that. This was, it, was, it was a perfect opportunity for me to really uh, dive in. So after you called the game, uh, how did you feel? Like, did you feel like you did a good job? Did you feel like you could have uh, perfected something else? Did you feel like, oh, no, I messed up in this regards, and now, uh, now this can ruin me? Or did you feel as though, okay, I did all I can do, now it's up to the fan voting at this point? I left that experience feeling really confident. I'm a bit of a perfectionist, admittedly. Um, so there, after every single game, there are things I want to sharpen up and fine tune and really um, get better at. And there was a lot of that after the first game, but I was really pleased with how things went. Um, again, the game was really exciting, always helps. Um, but at that point, I felt like I had left it all on the table and I felt that I had given myself the opportunity to win. So uh, after you you call the game, uh, how did you find out that you got the job? I'm sure you were telling people like, hey, hey, I, here's my submission. Vote for me. Vote for me. Vote for me. Or just put in a good word, even if you don't vote or something like that. Uh, what was it like just looking at that uh, fan vote or if you could, but ultimately my question is like what did it feel like hearing that you won and it's like wow I'm about to become the next voice for the New Jersey Devils waiting to find out it was I I, I called the first preseason game so there there the whole preseason schedule still had to play out and I think it was about a two-week waiting period for me in in where it felt a little agonizing at times. Again, I felt like I left it all on the table. I felt confident, but two weeks, you start to go back and forth. You start to say, ah, oh, well, was this part good enough? Did I do this well enough? Did I impress well enough here? Um, I think I, I was 99% I was sure that I was going to find out one way or, on, one way or another on the day that I did because of the schedule. I think I found out on a Wednesday, I had to be in rehearsal by Thursday with an opening night on Friday. So when I first got the call from Joe Cucci, it says, hey, he says, hey, you are going to be the next PA announcer. Congratulations, you, you got enough votes. Um, can't wait to work with you. Um, uh, for, for a few seconds after that, I definitely blacked out a little bit and I lost a little bit of time because of how excited I was. Um, it still wasn't real yet, but it was real enough to know that, you know, I was excited. I, um, I couldn't focus on the excitement for too long because shortly afterwards he sent me my script and I had to get ready. It was, it was showtime as long and, and at times as agonizing as that journey from the summer to, to finding out that I had landed the job was, it was showtime. I had to go. There's, you know, I, I had to get ready to, to call opening night and 40 more games afterwards. 
Um, so the schedule didn't really let up. I mean, it was a heavy October. It didn't really let up until maybe early November, um, where I think it started to sink in then that this was real. My, uh, my family, they threw me a little, a little, um, get together, a little party to celebrate the accomplishment, um, when the schedule lightened up. So I think it was, it was then when I was able to, to show up at my parents' house and, have a few stories to tell them already. This was this was very real by that point. And by the end of the night, I went home and I said, "Wow, this is this is real. I've done this, and and I'm I'm so proud." <laughs> so the thing is, I'm actually very fascinated with PA work. I love like player introductions. I love uh, the finesse, the pizzazz that some announcers use on certain players. Um, I grew up in Detroit, so going to Detroit Piston games, uh, Mason, the PA announcer, you know. Uh, when Chauncey Billups scores, he'd be Chauncey Billups or, you know, Detroit basketball. You know, he's kind of the staple point as to why it's called Detroit basketball or that kind of thing. So it's just like growing up with that. It's just like, you know, that's Mason, the PA announcer. And I'm, I'm not even realizing like, you know, he's one of the reasons why I get excited when uh, a certain player does something good. So w what's your style as a PA announcer, would you say? That's a great question. I feel like I'm still, I feel like I'm still developing my style as a whole, but what I can say for sure is that I'm clear, I'm concise, I'm confident. Um, I think, I think the, the clearer I get the information out to the fans, the 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 better the, their game experience will be and through that i i develop fun ways to say some of the staples on the team I, I um you know i hold out nico for a little while and i do things like that uh during the during the intermissions and during the the tv timeouts we do a lot of um we do a lot of games with the fans and i'm able to demonstrate a lot of my personality through there, um, but but I, I think I'm gonna continue to develop my style along the way, but for now, the most important thing is that I'm booming. Um, that's something I'm, I'm really good at being. I'm good at being loud, I'm good at projecting, and I'm good at articulating and just giving the fans the, the information because at the end of the day, they wanna know what's going on. It's a fast moving game and I have to keep up. It is. and. I, I'm, I'm putting you on the spot. Uh, who is your favorite player to announce? Because, you know, you got Jack Hughes, you got Nico Heizer, but it's just like, you know, we, we all have that, like, player. Because for me on my podcast show, I love talking about Jack Hughes. I love talking about Jesper Bra and what they bring to the table. Like, do you have, like, a favorite player that, you know, you announced where you just said that you hold Nico's name, but is there, like, another player that, like, just comes to mind? Jack Hughes, for sure. I enjoy announcing a, a few of these, uh, a few of these players' names, all of them, really. I mean, um, you know, Dougie Hamilton, PK Subban, you can have a lot of fun with those names. They pop up on the score sheet a lot. That helps too, but there's nothing like announcing a Jack Hughes goal. I would have to uh, uh, agree with you in that regard. So let's talk about a little bit of the preparation that goes into PA work, because as a play-by-play -play announcer in the sport of hockey, I am fully aware of how hard it is to announce some of these hockey players' names. Like I, I always jokingly say, in order to play hockey, one of the criteria you need 
you need a confusing last name that nobody knows how to pronounce kind of thing. So it, it's not just the devil's now uh, the, the devil's roster that you have to worry about. You got to worry about like the opposing uh, roster because you know the, they could score as well, and you can't just stay silent kind of thing. So w- what is the preparation just going into like, hey, okay, so this is how you pronounce this player's name or um you know how how do i pronounce his name like you know do you have like a pronunciation sheet do you try to look at the roster the night before and just say who might i have difficult uh pronouncing the name and what do i have to do um for each game uh usually a day or two in advance i will get a a roster i I will get the opposing team's roster and then i study it now what I have going for me is that I am a huge fan of the NHL and I am watching games every night, seeing what's on, seeing who's hot, seeing, seeing um, what the landscape of the league is like. So while I do study these names, um, because again, I want to be delivering the information correctly for the players and and for the fans, um, it comes pretty naturally to me because I'm thinking about all these guys all the time watching the games anyway. Um, but yeah, that's that's what goes into it. I get that roster. I look over the names. There are certainly some that are more complicated than others um, from different different Eastern European countries. Um, but that's all it is. I just I study. I I, I make sure that um, sometimes if, if it's a player that's a little less well known. I'll go on YouTube or I'll go to the NHL app and I'll look at some of the highlights and I'll see how their home announcers, um, whether it's the PA or the play-by-play or the color commentary guy, um, I'll, I'll do some research in that way. And usually I come up with an answer. I take some notes um, on my roster. I, I, I make a lot of notes so that in the game, when my mind is on so many other things, I can just look over and say, okay, well, these are the four syllables and that's how I'm going to deliver it. And, uh, but that's what goes into it. Yeah. So, um, you know, being in a facility where you grew up in essentially just, you know, seeing some of these players, like, like I have had Bryce Salvador on the show before, and you, you probably are well aware of what, uh, Salvi has brought to the organization. Um, you know, do you ever just get starstruck about, or just in awe of like the, people you get to work with or the people you get to associate with just saying, wow, like I grew up watching you and now, and now I get to kind of work with you. You're, you're, you're in the same building as me. Like, is there ever, I know like sometimes you got to try to keep it professional in that, in that line of work. Cause I remember going behind the scenes of the crack and Red Wings game. And, you know, despite meeting a lot of these players, it's just like no pictures, no autographs, no, none of that. But you ever just get like get starstruck or just be in awe of like who you are when you're around these people. Absolutely. Um, the most recent example I can think of is a few weeks ago. I don't get many breaks during the game. So when I, you know, when I need to take a break, it's quick. I, I have maybe three to four minutes, five if I'm really lucky. Um, but I remember rushing out of the, the, the suite that I was working in and Steven Gianta was just standing right there. <laughs> and I had all these memories just rush back from the 2012 playoffs and 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 uh, what a great player he was for the organization and I looked at him and I said hey how's it going and we fist bumped and that was it I had to rush away and I walked by but the moment really stayed with me I I, I remember driving home that night and I said to myself you know when I was 22 years old like never in my wildest dreams would I have ever you know thought I'd be running into any of these players 
Um, so, so that's, that's a really good example. It made me feel really special. Um, but yeah, I'm starstruck all the time. I, I walk by some of the, some of these GMs or, or, um, or, or head coaches here and there, not expecting to, and it's, it's a wild feeling. So, uh, I, I just have a couple more questions and Ooh. like I said, putting you on the spot, can you give us a preview of what you might hear at the Prudential Center? Just on any given night, any given night, like a, a player's goal or, or this is the devil's PS, uh, whatever it is, uh, power play kind of thing. I'm, I'm sorry. I butchered it a little bit, but. Oh no, you, uh, they, I could, I could do a power play call. I think that would be fun. You ready for it? Yeah. Give, give us a, right. a, an example. It's time for the PSCNG Awesome. Awesome. Um, also, uh, final question, and this is kind of a, a funny one. So I'm a big fan of the NBA, and obviously I get NBA 2K all the time. Something they did this year was they got all the arena play-by-play, -play, uh, not play-by-play, -play, PA announcers onto the game. So like Los Angeles Lakers have their own PA announcer in the game. Uh, Detroit Pistons have their own PA announcer in the game. They had to go around all around the country to get all these PA announcers to basically just use their voice for the game. Are you hoping that EA sports calls you up and just say, Hey, we're going to get all PA announcers into the game. So we're going to need to fly you out to California, wherever the case might be, and just get your voice into the game. Are you hoping that might happen? Absolutely. I have been playing the NHL games since, I guess maybe since 99 or 2000. And I've, I think I've owned almost, almost every single one. I am a huge fan of those games. I play them, you know, I try to, it, you know, as I get older and responsibilities grow, I have less time to, to sit down and play like I used to, but I'm playing all the time after, after, after our conversation later, it's very likely I'm going to sit down on the couch and play a little of my, uh, my hockey ultimate team. Um, I just added Bobby whole week. I'm really excited about that. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think, I think any opportunity that, that, that comes along, anything, anything that comes along with, with this, with this job and this experience is going to be incredible. If EA sports calls, um it'll just be another dream come true well i'm hoping for that i would love for all uh 32 nhl teams to have their authentic play uh pa announcer into the game i, I feel as though that would be a great touch and i feel like ea sports can really take their game to the next level similar to what nba 2k did try to get as authentic as you possibly can and i would love to hear your voice in ea sports or something like that so uh joe we, we've talked pretty much all things devils. Uh, we talked about your career. Where can my listeners and audience find you? Other than the Let's Prudential see. Center. Other than the Prudential <laughs> Center. Um, most frequently, I use Instagram. I post stories most days. Uh, much of them have to do with the devils. Um, some of them just have to do with what I'm eating that day or where I'm hiking. Um, but Captain Joe 9 is my handle. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Joe Tolentino. You can find me on Twitter, which is the same handle as my Instagram. Um, but more times than not, Captain Joe Nine on Instagram is where you're going to find me. Once again, thanks to Devils PA announcer Joe Tolentino for taking the time to uh, do this awesome interview. You can find him at the Prudential Center 
in the PA system. So Joe, once again, thanks for doing this. And I think I'll hear your voice again uh, when I watch the Devils play. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a pleasure. I really had a good time speaking with you. And I hope we get to do it again. You'll have to let me know if you're coming out to a game sometime. I hope to. So still in school, still doing uh, play-by-play work. And, uh, you know, I, I do want to get out to a game. It's, it, I, I really need to. Once again, special thanks to Joe, the Devils PA announcer, for taking the time to do this awesome interview. The pleasure is always mine. Devils fans will be hearing from him real soon, especially if the New Jersey Devils score a goal at the Prudential Center. Also follow him on Instagram to keep tabs with his social life as well. And as for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. Thanks for listening if you're listening on a podcast streaming service. And thanks for watching if you are watching on YouTube. I'll catch you guys in the next episode.